This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, today we talk about teaming up our boys to conquer the bathrooms, our Dorito obsession, is it Doritos obsession, <laughs> and why David growls at the children. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, how are you? I'm doing great, Rach. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> You're alive. <laughs> and the kids are alive. Uh, everyone's alive. Success. Oh, we had a COVID nineteen uh, success. A reasonably dramatic injury today that you missed. Really? Yeah, when you were out shopping. Shopping is what they call running away. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the kids was scootering or something barefoot because our kids don't like to wear shoes right now. Yeah. And I don't get it, but uh, and so he scratched the top of his foot pretty, you know, pretty good, but it's just bloody murder, screaming. Oh no! And Did you right run in the doorway so loud? He's on the, you know, just inside our uh, side door. He's yelling so loud that I hear one of our neighbors go, "Is everything all right?" <laughs> I have to yell while I'm attending to him. I have to yell out. And let's yeah, be we're honest, good. Thank you. He's good. Probably not the first time we've heard that. <laughs> No. I mean, the blood-curdling scream, obviously we've heard before, but the neighbors being like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of that, apparently. So anyway, uh, but he apparently healed up before you got home, because yeah. he, he didn't mention it to you. No, I didn't even get to see a wound of any sort. No, nah, it was it was more of a flesh wound. <laughs> it was glorious being out today, I have For to say. For one of us. I know. <laughs> you were here with the kids, doing work, like holding down the fort and I went to the grocery store and um, I had a mask and I did the gloves and I had the whole thing. I think one thing that's really funny is I get a little like panicky. I think I'm a little bit claustrophobic. Um, And so the mask over my whole face sort of freaks me out. So I kind of like I'm taking deep breaths. I'm feeling a little bit nervous trying to calm myself down by taking these like bottoming out breaths yeah and then I start to hyperventilate a little bit like I'm like breathing my own air too quickly I'm getting too much of something in there and I start feeling a little lightheaded in fact two weeks ago I went to the the grocery store and people were really close and I started to like I had my mask on I started to freak out and I got dizzy I had to leave like get some fresh air because I think I hyperventilated Interesting. So, uh, interesting or crazy. <laughs> it's not crazy. You hate the feel of your own breath. So oh, it doesn't surprise yes. me. Yeah, when, like when, I when can't I, even lay in bed with you and like face yeah. you when we're trying to fall asleep because I can't it's too hot. feel the breath. The breath. Ah, so gross. Yeah, when I want to annoy you, I just get really close to your face <laughs> and just start breathing on you and it just drives me nuts. So all day you just follow me around breathing. All day. Heavy. Not today. Just left alone. <laughs> For me. <laughs> I know. You survived. You were okay. It was great. It was great. So uh, did you have a, uh, a date conversation with one of our kids today? Okay. So I've had a little bit of trouble with the yelling, like me you. yelling at anyone. Who I would say you've had no trouble. You've been doing really well at it. <laughs> <laughs> you've been yelling every day. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm losing my mind. 
So everything is breaking in our house. Like I swear a dish breaks every day, every other day. We're like mopping up glass. We have a hole in the middle of the trampoline. It's hard to say how and why that happened right when this whole pandemic thing happened. Like things are just, things are breaking. There's a level of irresponsibility, shall we say, in the house. And so I lost it the other day and I was like, None of you are going to get dates if you cannot flush toilets, if we cannot do our dishes. No one's going to get a date. And one of our kids looked at me and was like, don't worry, mom. I'll get a date. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, he like winks and smiles like, cool guy. (laughs) I like that confidence, even though he's missing the point (laughs) of the yelling. I know. I feel like yelling isn't really working out for him that well, but... Yeah, the I, out of the others. I think you feel badly um, when you yell at our kids, and I'm always mildly smug, like, "Yeah, Rachel, you really need to just control yourself." <laughs> and then you leave for like 30 minutes, and I lose it, it almost every so, single time. It is so satisfying to hear you lose it after like 20 or 30 minutes. So yeah. satisfying because I literally I have said it to you, and it is smug, and I'm like, "Yep, see, you yep. see." You uh, did it yeah. too. No, I deserve it. You can't it. even laugh. Last. Last. <laughs> yeah, a couple of days ago, you were out doing something, and I just lost it because it was like a lot of small things, and then one of them didn't, like, sort of demanded something of me in the kitchen. Yeah. And I just, all three of them were nearby, and I started, I was like, you are not going to talk to me. You're not going to talk to your mother this way. <laughs> and one of our kids was playing ping pong with a friend, and he just stares at me like, what did I do? <laughs> The friend looked at you like that? No, no, no. The friend sort of backed away like, can I get can absorbed I get by out? these curtains? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was our son who sort of looked at me like, I'm going to pretend like I feel badly, <laughs> but I have no clue what's going on. Oh, my gosh. So. That sweet friend. We So at the beginning of all of this, the day the world shut down, the we have some neighbors that we decided to quarantine with. And so we all kind of decided on these rules, and we said, let's do this together. Right. Whatever. I mean, we're still in our separate houses. We just hang out a lot every day. <laughs> Total communal living. <laughs> no. Wife swapping. We knew people who bought a house together. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. That sounds crazy to me. Well, but maybe I'm just not very good with people. We, I think we uh, like our privacy. I think on average, most people appreciate their privacy. Even so, even with this, like this friend who's next door. So we have. They're the only people that we've really interacted with. And he has seen me yell. He has seen me in my bathrobe, like just out of the shower. I mean, we're talking some serious vulnerability with people that we did not know that well before this all happened. Now we know them real Real well. well. Like we are each other's lifeline, which has been amazing. Yeah, it has been amazing. It's been really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit jealous because I saw them walk into ice cream tonight. Oh, it's because it's his birthday. They have to do something special, but they left us out. (laughs) (laughs) How could they do anything without us? I know. I do think once this all goes back to normal, I'm going to feel a little like, wait, shouldn't we just all do everything together all the time? So can we talk about that? We, you and I got to go out and run um, an errand yesterday and we sort of Accidentally, we're like, oh, we're both hungry. We haven't eaten lunch. Let's eat lunch. So we got some, like, food. It was takeout-ish, but there was, like, an outdoor patio where we could sit. There was no one around us, and we could eat. And we had this conversation around 
both feeling exhausted, which is mostly what we're going to talk about today, by coronavirus and quarantine and shelter in place, but also feeling like this odd sadness that it will come to an end at some point. Yeah, like it's almost, I don't know, I have really mixed feelings and I'm, I feel ashamed of all of them. Like I feel embarrassed or like I, I sort of feel like I've enjoyed this time. Um, I also don't know when it's going to end. And so there's... It's not that soon. I mean, even no. if things go back to normal, our kids aren't going back to school. No, like, definitely not. And like pools are not going to open, at least right. anytime in and May. And I'm not sure that any camps are happening. So, so anyway, all that to say, so like, it's it, a weird feeling to sort of be like, oh, I will miss something, even though objectively life will be better when we get back to normal. Yes, I think so too. I think I was talking with our neighbor, the only friend I have that I'm talking to... <laughs> on a regular basis or seeing, talking to friends, just not seeing many. But I was talking with her earlier today and we were just saying like, we'll miss this, but what I don't, or what I am missing the most about our life before COVID-19 is the sense of urgency or tension, like the tension to accomplish something or to get things moving or done. Like right now, I think some of my frustration is that I... Um, one, I'm out of tricks. Like I, we have sidewalk shocks. We have experimented. We have, I mean, let we would have let them build the fires. Thing. I would have let them put Mentos in Coke bottles, except for I couldn't find Mentos. Isn't that weird? Anyway. Do you think they were sold out because everyone was doing that? I, I don't know. There was plenty of Diet Coke because nobody likes Diet Coke. That's uh, probably, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. A lot of people do. Um, that's interesting. There, it's interesting that Coke sales would be down because chip sales are like through the roof every time i go through there's (laughs) no chips no chips and we're buying tons of chips too like yeah everyone's got a real dorito fetish going on right now (laughs) we have a lot of doritos in our cabinet right now our poor boys are gonna be sad when we stop buying doritos like (laughs) six bags a week well i think so what like what i'm missing right now is a sense of urgency and a sense of accomplishment like We've done gardening. We've done sort of the oddball jobs around the house that we didn't really want to do before this all happened. And then we were like, this is great. It's sort of like this novel experience. And now I'm just, I'm out of tricks. I'm out of projects that I really want to do. It's become too normal. And I don't like this normal because it feels a little bit boring to me. Yeah. Do you want to help me clean my sock drawer for the fourth time? (laughs) You have I, I went the a whole week. sock drawer I've ever seen in my life. whole week without reorganizing it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, I agree with you. The first couple weekends especially, it felt really novel uh, and kind of peaceful, and it was nice not to have any commitments. Uh, and we were just lucky here in Atlanta. The weather was amazing right at the beginning of this whole thing. It right. continues to be amazing, but we, you know, I feel for people who are stuck in, like, a two-bedroom condo in, you know, snowy or sleety or cold, windy weather, right, yeah. like, with a kid or two. Um, but all that to say, like, there was something novel and fun and unique about this experience early on, and now it feels like this is, you know, every day blends together. I really have to work to figure out what day of the week it is. Yeah. It's just... Would you say that um, last time I asked you the question about work, And the blurry lines that are created when you're working from home and when we're all home at the same time. Like, I think working from home while kids are at school, everybody has their appropriate destination. But we're all home. Like, 
How are you dealing with that? I get the sense it was fun for a minute, but what are you thinking now? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a mix. Like this morning, I was working on some stuff, and I intentionally left the door open so I could hear you, uh, and you were teaching or working with one of our kids. And yelling. I actually really enjoyed that. No, you didn't yell the whole time. Um, he, was, <laughs> he wasn't yelling. It was a, kind of a win-win. Uh, he was saving it up for after you left. Um, so I kind of like that. It's like it's nice to hear what's going on and sort of feel like I'm tangential to it. But then there's nowhere to go. Like we don't have a setup where I'm in the basement or somewhere where it's like very soundproof and or clear that right. I'm set apart. So today when you left, there were a lot of knocking on my door, sometimes <laughs> while I was on conference calls. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, I wasn't on any video calls or anything like that. Um, so it has grown tiring. Uh, I think before this experience, I never worked from home. If I worked away from the office, I would go to a coffee shop because I thought I couldn't focus at home. And this has <laughs> taught me that I can focus at home, and it's actually kind of nice. Do you want me to know that, or do you want to still use the excuse, like, I have to, I really have to go to a coffee shop? No, I always thought, this is sort of a point of disagreement, I've always thought that you did not want me in the house, because I did have a period yeah. where I worked from home almost all the time, and you did not like it one bit. Yes. Okay, so the job that you worked from home with was less rigorous, and so you were kind of in my business a bit. Um, and so I didn't love that. Right. I also think, um, there, I do love having you home. I would like a little bit more space, um, from you. Like if we had a basement or something that just offered a little bit more distance, that we, would we be We did good. spend an hour researching ADUs, <laughs> accessory <laughs> dwelling units yes. yesterday. So yes. we're, we're feeling it. Yeah. Like we could use just a little bit more space, but I like having you on the premise, you know, like, um, well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, but only on the premise, not in the same room with me. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I, but I think that there's like, um, I enjoy it, but I also, like, sometimes I just want to, like, goof off during the day or, like, I mean, I'm at home not working right now, and I think if the kids were at school, sometimes I sit down and eat a long lunch alone and, like, watch a show or something like that, and I think I, I would feel a little bit watched if the kids weren't here and if it was just you and I, or I'll feel this tendency to be like, Hey, you want to chat? You want to play cards? You want to yeah. hang out because you're here? Um, yeah. or you want to podcast in the middle of the day? Yeah, no, I think those are all fair. And I think before this experience, when I did work at home, it was hard not for me to do the same because it was so rare that I was like, Oh, let's just sit down for 15 minutes and chat. And that would turn into 25 minutes. And yeah. I'd be like, Oh shoot, I need to get back to this stuff. And so now it's out of necessity. Like, we can't do that. You're also teaching all day or most of the day. Right. So I do what, feel like there's a world um, where this could work, where I wasn't here every single day, especially when the kids are in school. What do you think, um, the, what are the things that you are doing currently that makes it work for you? Like, what are some successful tactics or tools you have that... Anytime the kids open the door, I just growl at them. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I didn't know that you were going to say it out loud. <laughs> um, I do feel like I have to make mean faces when I'm like, I'm on a call. <laughs> <laughs> Just to scare them enough. Uh, um, I don't know. So I'm kind of a sprinter when it comes to work. So I like work really focused and then I need to go take a break. So for me, what works is like being able to do that and then going for a walk and getting out of the house. Um, 
for like 10, it doesn't have to be very long. It's just like 10 minutes, clear my head, sit down, sprint some more. Yeah. Um, what's nice about working from home is I don't have a commute. And so many days I can get in 30 to 60 minutes of work before you guys are awake or at least moving around very much. Yeah. And that's helpful, uh, especially because it feels like I have a lot of conference calls right now during the day. Um, I don't know. And just like having some balance, like it's good for me. I'm not a hole up for nine hours and don't talk to you guys at all. Like sometimes it's nice to just come out and talk for a few minutes or, you know, play a four minute game of cards with one of the kids and then go back in. Right. Yeah. Some ways that helps. And it also helps relieve a little bit of the, Hey dad, what are you doing? Hey dad, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And I think the other thing that was a factor when you were working at home before was that our kids were a lot younger. And so, um, it was harder for them to keep distance from you if they knew you were in the house. Whereas now, like when your kids are a little bit older, it's definitely a little bit easier. I think people with kids under the age of five at home right now, I am, I think it's really hard, you know, like you just, it is, I just want, (laughs) I want people to hear us say you're in it and it's hard and you're not alone. There are a lot of people who are struggling. I've several friends who I've talked to us and they've said, it's just, it's brutal. So, you know, anyway, but I think that now that you, that our kids are older, you working from home works a little bit better because there's like a sense of like they are individuals outside of you. Yeah. So you mentioned feeling sort of a lack of purpose, and I can relate to that. Um, I feel um, with, you know, not at work, but like in our kind of family and home life, not as much direction or sort of energy. Yeah. Because we're not, we're both literally not going anywhere. It doesn't feel like we're heading somewhere, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Do you think our kids are experiencing that? Like a, a lack of purpose or direction? Yeah, I think especially as I've run out of tricks, <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, I think school is really helpful actually for them to be doing from home. But I think when that ends, I think we might really struggle. Um, it occurred to me yesterday that I am the leader of this. Like I am not like I I can I can encourage them with leading them, giving them things to do, giving them purpose, um, reminding them of who they are. Um, And so one of the things that I took back, we did a, um, one of our more popular episodes was on contribution charts way back, like 30 episodes ago or something. And Which is just like a euphemism for a chore chart. Yeah, it's a chore chart. And we kind of dissected like what that actually, um, how to navigate that and what the purpose of that was. And I realized last night that we are still working on the chore chart um, that was before we all went into this um, coronavirus stuff. And it needs to adjust. Like, we, our life has adjusted, and we needed to adjust it. So the boys needed more work, actually, um, some more responsibilities around the house. Because... Like I said before, like I am at my wit's end because stuff is breaking, like there's a level of irresponsibility and I think it's out of boredom, but also just a lack of um, purpose or, or ownership of their time and their space. And so, um, so this week we're trying to, we've sort of like revamped our contribution chart and we'll see how it goes. It is pretty rigorous, but I think it might actually make them feel better. And probably my guess, my hypothesis is that it, yeah, I have to say it funny because it's a weird word. 
hypothesis. <laughs> I had a professor in college. Professor, I can't say his name, can I? Professor, he talked like that, though, and he, <laughs> he would say, hypothesis. <laughs> so funny. You never want to sit in the front row. Everyone has a professor like that in college, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, my hypothesis is that at the end of the week, <laughs> at the end of the week, that the boys will get along better because they feel accomplished. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I do think that is another part of this that has been challenging is that there's more bickering going on. Yes. And I think that part of that is the more free time, less direction because they're not at school most of the day. Uh, they're not at school at all, but you know they used to spend most of the day at school and separate and with different friends, right? Um, but I have to jump in right now because you changed that dynamic a little bit this past week. So you, you instilled a couple things. First of all, you said... Um, what is it? Hashtag encouragement 2020. Yeah. So we had sort of this running joke where like we make comments that were not actually really burns, but they would be like silly things. And we'd be like, ah, 2020 burn hashtag. Um, and so, but people, it, it was sort of unrelated to that. The kids had started to get a little bit more negative with each other. And so I was like, no, we're just going to encourage each other. We're going to do hashtag encouragement. And then you're going to be like, ah, you got encouraged. Like, <laughs> like it was a bad thing, right? And it shifted the dynamics a little bit. And then the other thing, it, and it's really fun. So tonight I was sitting with one of our kids to put them to bed. And um, I prayed with them, you know. And, and he goes, your prayer was hashtag encourage 2020. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> it was awesome. So something's resonating there. It also made a difference because... Again, like way back when we did an episode on siblings and how to get siblings to get along, and um, I'd sort of forgotten about this, but you essentially put them on the same team last week, and so a few things are driving us nuts right now. Like they're not putting dishes in the dishwasher um, or even bringing dishes to the sink to get into the dishwasher. There are dishes all over this blessed house. They're peeing on the seat um, or not flushing. And they're not hanging up their towel after they bathe. So what you did was brilliant. You said, we will take away 10 minutes of everybody's screen time if, if one of these things is caught for any of you. So it doesn't matter if number one or number three leaves their towel on the floor. All of you have a consequence. And you teamed them up, which has um, promoted encouragement and service for each other, which, again, like shifts the dynamic. Yeah. Because when you feel served, you feel like... There's, there's a little tenderness that comes out, I think, when you feel served. Yeah, and I think there's a delicate line there where you don't want one kid who's actually doing it and it constantly having to, like, <laughs> serve the other ones. Yeah. But um, what I said to them was, like, every time you walk by a bathroom, you should just check. Like, if there's a towel on the floor, pick it up. If there's pee in the seat, wipe it. If there's yeah. tea in, pee in the toilet, flush, flush it. it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you are responsible. Like, be an owner. Um, and uh, I think that works okay. Sometimes I feel really bad, uh, and I don't take the 10 minutes away, and then I feel like that totally defeats the purpose because then they're like, oh, you're soft. And so I, I got to, like, ebb and flow between being a little bit of a hard butt and then uh, being a little bit more gentle. Well, or sometimes is, I'll, like, give them a chance to earn it back or something. Well, that's an opportunity for grace, you know? Like, I think you can take it away, and then there are opportunities for, yeah. um, for you to say, man, you guys were so great this afternoon. I'll give you that 10 minutes back or whatever. So... Anyway, so that's what's going on in our house. I feel really, um, like, unsure of podcasting right now because it is such a strange time. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we don't have anything to, like, tell you other than to just laugh with you and encourage 
you know, like, hey, this is hard. We're with yeah. you. It's hard for us. It might be harder for you in some ways, depending on your age, the age of your kids, I mean, and, like, what's going on. Some days might be easier for you, but, like, this is a weird experience, and just keep going. Um, and we've never done this before. And um, hopefully never again. Holy buckets. Yeah, no joke. I just, um, yeah, I think our our main goal is always for parents to laugh a little bit and to be encouraged um, yeah. to keep keep trucking and to know you are not alone, for sure. You are not alone. Oh, man, I think that's where we end it. <laughs> So, if so. you found any joy or encouragement in this, make sure you share this with a friend, forward it to them, email them, text them. Yes. You can use uh, TikTok for old people, Marco Polo. Exactly. However you want to tell them. <laughs> yes. Just to even let them know, hey, you're not alone. Like, um, I see you. Here's a podcast. Here's a, a heart emoji. What? <laughs> oh, so we're going to close on this. So, I was talking to some friends. On uh, heart emoji. Uh, uh, on... Um, uh, like a Skype call or whatever, a video call. And uh, it was coworkers that I haven't seen in a while. And so we just had like a coffee break for a few minutes. And uh, they were, one of them was like, hey, what, what's your most common emoji right now? And then, <laughs> so I'm the oldest person in this group of like six people by at least seven or eight years. And the person who asked that question goes, David, emojis are the little <laughs> pictures of faces and things. And I was like, thank oh, you. old man. <laughs> so, old man, that's me. With that, let's go to the stat of the week. Stat of the week. All right, Rach. Rach. Um, so... so- uh, there's this site that I really enjoy because they have uh, cool visualizations. It's called visualcapitalist.com. So they have like infographics and charts. And so one that came up today is uh, sort of an infographic on the world's wealthiest individuals. Huh. Yeah. So the top 10 overall um, all have, are worth at least $57 billion. Oh my gosh. What, what's your guess or estimate or hypothesis on <laughs> uh, how much the richest man is worth? Oh man. Uh, I'm, I'm just stabbing the dark. $120 billion. Decent, decent guess. 145. Oh my gosh. Do you have any guess on who that is? Bill Gates. Uh, he's number two. He's at about one hundred four billion. Oh my gosh! Think of another big tech company that you use Apple? all the time. Nope. Um. Right, first letter. Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a big company. And, Tell me. Uh, Amazon. Jeff Bezos. Oh my gosh! Really? He's worth one hundred forty-five billion. He's so rich that he got divorced, and his wife is the third richest woman in the world. Oh, my heavens. She's worth $47 billion because she owns about 4% of Amazon. That's what you call marrying well. Yeah. You really <laughs> missed the boat. <laughs> if we got divorced, you wouldn't even be like in the top trillion people. <laughs> um, do you have a guess on who the richest woman in the world is? It you won't know her first name, but she is tied to a very famous... Creator of Spanx? No. No, 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 no. No. What's her name? Do you know? As a side note, I don't know if other women feel this way, but no one should allow their husbands to let them watch them put on Spanx. It's like a wrestling match. Yeah. That's all. We have very little 
sort of privacy between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing you... I always I just, barge in just because yeah. I'm just, I'm not into it. it like, uh, we're going to do it. Will we're going to let you. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen such grosser things about me. <laughs> um, so the richest woman is Alice Walton. She's Who's an that? heir to Walmart. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, she's uh, in the family. You know, she runs a $500 million private art collection. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot That's of art. That's so crazy. Yeah. Do you remember that art movie we watched about, like, the Philadelphia art? Um, gallery. That was a weird movie. No, and how they really. like they stole all the. I always think I am always convinced. I don't remember movies as well as you do. Um, yeah. So every time I'm like, "Hey, oh, well, we saw that movie." You're like, "No, you saw it on a plane." I'm like, I no, I remember sitting next to you. <laughs> I remember. I rarely remember movies very well, unless they're really, really good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So I got a couple more, real quick ones. Okay. Yeah. So there are ten. The ten oldest um, billionaires in the world. Okay. are all over 96 years old or 96 or older. How many of them do you think are 100 or older? Oh, man, two. Oh, close, three. Who are they? Uh, you don't know any of them. I don't know any of them. Chang Yun Chung, who is a shipping magnet. Um, and then Aloysio de Andrade Faria. I don't know what he does. And Marcel <laughs> Adams. And <laughs> no, I dominated just, that. You're just doing these crazy accents. And then you're like... And Marcel Adams. <laughs> Marcel. Is it Marcel Adams? Oh, man. <laughs> so you we, have the worst we watch, accents. It's so terrible. We, watch, we may have already mentioned this, but we watch ABC News on Hulu. Yes. And the backup like anchor. anchor is named Tom Yamas. And one day you're like, <laughs> That means his given name is Thomas Yamas. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, like, Tomas Yamas. <laughs> I, was, I was like, maybe it's Tomas. And you're like, yeah, it was to be Tomas Yamas. <laughs> but you couldn't put the two accents together. You literally were Tomas like, Yamas. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched, oh. this is how bad our weekend was. We watched one of the uh, Firefest. Uh, documentaries over yes. the weekend. That's which, not bad. I thought it was interesting. Oh, they're so interesting. We watched the first one when it came out, or one of the two, because Netflix had one and Hulu had one. We watched one like last February, right when it came out, and then we didn't watch the second one, and then this weekend we watched it. But the the one we watched, the Hulu one, um, has all these like quotes and like letters from the uh, Billy McFarland, who's kind of the main guy, um, his mom and stuff like that. But instead of having like actors read them, they did robotic voices. Did you catch that? Yes. So it'd be like, this is Billy's mom and he was such <laughs> a good kid. I was like, what a weird decision. Yeah. So I guess they just bizarre. wanted to be clear that it wasn't the actual person, but it just seemed really odd. Well, I think it was a reflection, like the one that Hulu did is more focused on the millennials and like what that generation craves and wants and how it yeah. like spun out of control. And I think that it's a reflection on the millennial generation because they want robot voices. Well, I think that that's that is a normal thing for a millennial generation. Whereas, like for you and I, we didn't have robots like that. I had rock 'em sock 'em robot. What? Bow, 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 bow. What are you talking about? Oh, people listening to what rock 'em sock 'em robot <laughs> is. I don't, don't even. I need to Google it. All right, last question before we go. Okay. Um. Who do you think the youngest billionaire in the world is? Youngest? Uh, 
Facebook guy, what's his name, Zuckerberg? No, he's way old at this point. Really? 33. Yeah, he's like 35. The youngest is 22. What? The top 10 youngest, the oldest of those, is 31. Oh, my gosh. Okay. 22 is the youngest? Yeah. Okay, tell me. Kylie Jenner. No. Speaking of Firefest and millennials. Oh, my heavens. That's yeah. crazy. So I'll post a link to this infographic because it's kind of fun. Yeah, that's a cool website. You're a cool website, Rachel. Hey, thanks. Thanks for working on the farm, Smith. Oh, check ya. <laughs> no, let's do it right. Okay. Hey, Rach. Thanks for working on the farm. Rach. Rach. <laughs> thanks for working on the farm. Thanks for working on the farm. Check ya. <laughs>